1: Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the Fan Sided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Adam Patrick.
2: All right, welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, the official podcast for the com I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for The Viking Age. Before we get started today. Make sure to follow The Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at The Viking Age, and you can also follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash The Viking Age. All right, today we are joined by Alex Howard. He is a uh, musician. He is a founding member of the band Conditions. He's also played with Sleeping With Sirens, uh, Hoodie Allen, and now he's, he's doing some stuff with with Jelly Roll, uh, who is who's doing pretty well right now, if you've heard uh, any of his, his songs going around. But uh, welcome to the show, Alex. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. No problem. Of course, the reason I brought you on this show is because, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, you are a Vikings <laughs> fan. Um, so, you know, that's, that's why you're on this Vikings podcast. So I just want to, real quick, before we get into some stuff maybe about you becoming a Vikings fan, I just wanted to know, you know, There's been a lot going on with the Vikings recently, a new reported head coach, hasn't been official yet, uh, a new GM. You know, what are just some of your your thoughts on the current state of the Vikings? You know, are you happy with with who they've selected and where they seem to be kind of heading right now?
1: I am, you know, and I, I think that maybe the deep down Vikings fan in me that I have this really hopeful feeling that I've had many times in the past and have had my heart broken, but regardless of the past, I think they made the right decision. Um, you know, I think the new GM, he seems very, very bright, very smart. I like that they're bringing someone younger in, you know, I think it was, it was pretty evident the last couple of seasons that the Spielman Zimmer um, combo was had kind of maybe it run its course as much as I respected those guys, I think it's, it's time to move on. Um, And I think the majority of the fan base will agree with me there. So um, yeah, I'm excited about the new GM. Like I said, very bright. Um, I think Kevin O'Connell as the new coach is an exciting move to have someone young like that come in. We've obviously seen like, you know, a lot of success stories all over the league with younger head coaches You know, look look at the Super Bowl this year. We got the Rams and the Bengals, both mm-hmm. younger guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they're heading in the right direction. And I've got my, uh, mm-hmm. you know, my hopes up, as always, moving forward.
2: For sure. Because that's, that's what Vikings fans do. We build ourselves up to only, you know, get let down. Exactly. Almost <laughs> every year. Yeah, I like what they're doing with the the new GM. It seems like, I just like that they're doing something different. Um, you know, it seemed like. 'Cause Spielman was there since two thousand six, so they were kinda just mm-hmm. same thing over and over again the last couple of years with getting, you know, like fifteen draft picks a year was like kinda getting old and it was cause it wasn't really working. Uh, you know, yeah. maybe maybe hit on a few guys here and there, but seemed like there was a lot of a lot of trades for, for nothing. And then the Zimmer spiel with just him being old and grumpy and mm-hmm. things don't go his way, then he gets extra grumpy. It was like, all right, we just just kinda need to change. It was when Zimmer was Doing his thing, it was great. It had the Minneapolis Miracle and everything led them to the NFC Championship, but it kind of just uh, yep. ran its course. Now Jim Harbaugh was in the running to be the Vikings head coach. If you ask him, he was going to be the next Vikings head coach, but he did not get the job. Were you were you disappointed at all? Did you want that to happen, or or were you okay with the way they went? There was a definitely a little part of me that
1: was slightly disappointed. I think that that was pretty exciting. Uh, you know, Harbaugh is a winner. I loved when he was with the Niners. Um, obviously he's turned a college program around at Michigan pretty well. Um, and he's just a really football smart guy. Like, you know, like I said, he's, he's just a winner. Um, so I was pretty excited about that. I thought it was kind of a home run. Um, but now kind of hearing more once, uh, you know, after the dust is cleared here a little bit, um, and hearing that they decided to pass on him and go with O'Connell. Um, uh, you know, I'm excited about that. I think Harbaugh could have been in a very exciting coach to bring in and maybe some immediate changes were would have been hopeful right. whereas now I feel like with O'Connell they're looking for like a, a bigger picture here yep. a long a long-term fix rather than trying to get someone who's going to come in and win you Super Bowl in three years because you know as much as we all want that to happen it's it takes <laughs> takes some time typically
2: yeah, most of the time yeah most most guys yeah. will come in right away um yeah, I, I kind of had similar feelings where I was like, oh, Harbaugh. Actually, I think he was at like number one on my list before the search even started just because mm-hmm. of, of his success in San Francisco. But then, you know, stepping back, kind of like you looking at it, the bigger picture. Yeah, it looks like the Vikings are planning more for the future, trying to be consistently successful compared to the last couple of years where it's like every other year they're in the playoffs. They want to be just uh, a Steelers or uh, Patriots or even the Rams. Just mm-hmm. Packers, even just consistency, just stay in contention. Consistency, and I think that's what they want to do with Kevin O'Connell and Quasi Adolfo Menza. All right, let's just yeah. move on to the the hot topic, which is going to be the hot topic for the Vikings for probably the entire offseason, which is Kirk Cousins. What should the Vikings <laughs> do with Kirk Cousins? dude.
1: This is such a, it's such a rough question because I know every <laughs> single fan feels the same way. I've got buddies of mine that want to throw him into a burning building mm. <laughs> and I've got other, you know, other people that completely understand, like not even just the on paper aspect. Like mm-hmm. he is a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. There, there are certain aspects about him that are interesting. Um, you know, I respect the guy. Uh, he's, he's won some big games for us, but he also has some, you know, has had some issues with the long ball and I don't know if that's a Zimmer thing or what, you know, and, um, but you know, then, then recent reports come out like with, he was just in the pro bowl with, um, with JJ, with Jefferson yep. and, and Jefferson was quoted saying, so they're like, Kirk is a great quarterback. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, I'm just like, mm-hmm. how do these guys really feel? Like, I want to know they're, they're deep down because he is a guy that will get the job done. And, um, but I don't know if it depends on what you call the quote unquote job. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to be a second place, maybe first place in your division and make the playoffs every year and never get to mm-hmm. the promised land, yeah, we'll, we'll probably be, we're going to be competitive with him. But I just don't know if he's the guy that's going to bring a Super Bowl to minnesota you know and as much i want that to happen i want to be wrong i just don't know if he is the answer now on the flip side of that i hear that there's you know he's got a relationship with o'connell and i hear there's there's room for him to want to restructure his contract um to lessen that cap hit that's coming up. And if he, I mean, you know, if that's how he's going to be and he's going to be like, Hey, I want to be a Viking. I want to take less money. I need, you know, we need more pieces here to have the whole team be successful. Then I respect that. And I would be for it, you know, because that's the other thing is getting rid of a guy like that. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a toss up. There's Mm -hmm. plenty of people that are, you know, diehard fans of their organizations that would die for someone like him, Mm -hmm. you know, Like, look at, I was just talking to a buddy of mine. He's a Steelers fan. You know, now that Big Ben's moving on, he's like, dude, I would love to have cousins. Like, you know, look at like Jacksonville or, Mm -hmm. you know, like there's, there's so many clubs that would love a guy like that. So, yeah, totally. So it's hard to, you know, I don't, at the same token, I don't want to take him for granted. So it'll be, you know, I, I have trust in the new management, you know, in the front office that they will make the right decision. And, I hope I'm right with trusting them.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I hope so. Cause they're, I think they're on both of them are expected to be on like four year deals. So I'm not so sure if they want to attach themselves uh, for most of their deals with the Vikings to Kirk cousins. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's up to them. Um, You'd mentioned him maybe restructuring to take less money. I would be very surprised if he did that. He's that's something he's never done in his career. Maybe he he has a change of heart with a, a head coach who, you know, he's actually had a relationship with, who will actually speak to him for more than 40 minutes a week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe that'll be different. But yeah, there's the trade market for quarterbacks might be higher than that's really ever been in a long time. This offseason, you mentioned the Steelers. You got the Bucks now with Tom Brady being gone. Mm-hmm. You got maybe, not that he'll go to the Packers, but the Packers are going to need a new quarterback. Got You know maybe the Texans if they move on. From Sean Watson, the Broncos, Steelers, like yeah, maybe the Seahawks. I you know, I was there's a say, lot of Russell teams. Wilson
1: is probably moving. You know, yeah, yeah gonna it's be,
2: it's going to be wild. And then you know, I think timing too wise, like him being at his age and building around an expensive contract where the Vikings are. I think the timing was really good when they first signed him. 2018, they had the most of their team already set, but now four years later. They're at a point now where like they got to cut a bunch of assets and kind of just restart. And I think Kirk is one of those one of the their best assets. They they can either get a bunch of draft picks for or something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's gonna be gonna be tough. But y- y- like you, I wouldn't be surprised if they brought him back at least for another season. I'd be very surprised if they gave him an extension. I think that might be a last resort. Uh, cause then they got to get rid of a bunch of other people. They got if you give him an extension, you got to get rid of like Daniel Hunter, Eric Kendricks, Harrison Smiths, guys like that. So if do you want to yeah. do that or no? <laughs> very complicated uh scenario that you know it's gonna play out for a while. And yeah, like you said, a lot of people have very different opinions on him. He's a very polarizing uh, and I don't think anyone has ever said Kirk, Kirk Cousins is terrible. It's just he's got to be with the right. Mm-hmm. You got to be the right fit and uh yep. right now the Vikings I don't I don't feel like they are. I think a lot of people are like, "Oh, if you just give them the offensive coach immediately, they're 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 an 11 11 win team and I just don't think the rest rest of the team is built to be there right now." All yeah. right. So, uh where are you from? I am from Richmond, Virginia. Okay. So, how did you become a Vikings fan?
1: Yeah, so um sometimes I, you know, I I come down on my dad for making me a Vikings fan (laughs) through some of our woes. But, uh, yeah, I grew up in North Carolina and Virginia, same as my father. And, uh, you know, he told me that when he was a kid, it was either, you know, that region. It was either people were um, Washington Redskins fans or Atlanta Falcons fans. And he didn't really care for either. And when he was a kid, the Vikings were, uh, you know, kind of a new up and coming franchise um, you know, they had the purple people leaders, yep. Fran Tarkenton. And like, so as a, as a, as a young kid, he was playing football himself. Um, he just gravitated towards him, became a, a fan and just remained a lifelong fan. So, uh, as my brothers and I were growing up, you know, it was, <laughs> it was just ingrained into us that we were Viking fans, um, which I, you know, I love, I just, I adore the franchise. Mm-hmm. I love going up there to games. I love going to road games. Um, and it is, uh, you know, it's, it's an easy team to love sometimes. And sometimes it's, you know, you want to th- throw your whole body through the TV screen, but, uh, <laughs> you know, you know how it goes. So, uh, I've seen, you know, 2009, 2017, some, you know, or 98 as well, some really really awesome yeah. years and some great highlights of some teams that I just thought that was going to be it. And, mm-hmm. You know, obviously, as you know is not is not made it the full way, but I just pray that my father and I can see a Viking Super Bowl before uh his time has come, and you know hopefully this is the we're back on the right track to do that
2: for sure uh, yeah, I think I picked the Vikings when I was younger, so i I did that to myself. I have no one to blame for myself, <laughs> and I think like ninety eight was really my first introduction to like heartbreak with the vikings sounds like 10 years old i had like the the randy moss jersey and i'm like all right they're 15 and 1 no one's gonna beat them and then oh, and my yeah. dad um, my dad's a broncos fan so they were already like going in the super bowl that year i'm like all right we're gonna have a vikings broncos super bowl and then boom i'm just like okay this is how it's gonna be and then you know just over uh, and over and over and over again <laughs> so it's uh,
1: gary gary anderson man
2: and, yeah
1: and that just was uh, I th- i think the Apparently, a domino effect of terrible kicking woes in Minnesota. <laughs> so We can't have anyone that can re- be a reliable a field some goal sort of kicker curse. now. Yeah, now.
2: Some, some sort of curse. All right, who would you put on your your Vikings Mount Rushmore? So it can only be, but it can only be players who have played since you were born.
1: Okay. Oh, since I was born. Okay. Um, first two, right off the bat, without even questioning, are going to be Chris Carter and Randy Moss. Okay. Um, they're my two favorite players of all time. You know, it's been, and I'm about your age. So like that 98 yep. squad was like very, very big one for me. Um, yep. So yeah, definitely Chris Carter, Randy Moss. Um, you know, I might put, I might put Jared Allen on there. Ooh. I love, I loved watching Jared Allen play. I know he wasn't like, a, you know, only a Vikings player through his career, but I rocked that 69 Jersey, you know, for, uh, for while he was on the team. Yep. I, 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 just loved his personality and what he brought Unfortunately, and, he got
2: shut down again today for the Hall of Fame. So
1: I saw that. It's a it's a damn shame. He deserves to be in. He'll the Hall get in of there. Fame. He'll get in there.
2: Yeah, for the mullet, he'll get the mullet. Uh, the bronze bust, the mullet on there.
1: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Um, and then to round it out with my fourth, I'd probably go to that same kind of uh, earlier '90s time frame. I'd probably go John Randall.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, it's a good one.
1: Yeah, so which no, is sad that I don't have a quarterback on there, but that explains yeah. a lot of the Vikings quarterback <laughs> yeah. issues.
2: My whole life. Yeah, no Christian Ponder. You, you didn't want to put him. On there. <laughs> Sorry, I'd take shots at him, but uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, because you got if you had a good season from a quarterback, it'd be it's like one year. It's like uh, yeah, like Dante
1: Culpepper was great for a while. Yeah, yeah. you know, and I'm right. not going to put Favre on the on the Vikings Mount Rushmore year, yeah. because it's you know mm-hmm.
2: he's a Packer. Case Keenum. Randall Cunningham, they all had their even yeah. Jeff George had that one good year. Yeah. 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 It's not uh not good. Now, uh, Kirk Cousins, he's, <laughs> he's 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 greatest. Uh no, not so much. All right. <laughs> so you're a musician. So have, have the Vikings ever inspired you to to write write any songs, good or bad? Like have you ever like <laughs> watched a game and then kind of been mad so you write like a little heavier song, or like you're happy, so you're writing a little more like enthusiastic, maybe popular song?
1: Um, I don't know if they've, if they've crossed that boundary into like Uh, that sort of influence, but I will say, um, I think probably just the, the aspect of like the good, you know, when you're winning and you just have like sort of winning spirit, like anthem sort of vibe. Um, I think I could definitely relate to that, you know, um, just trying to write big rock songs, Mm -hmm. I think, uh, probably somewhere in there. I'd I'd been inspired from a uh, from a good W, which yeah, it doesn't always happen. I think, uh, yeah, like right after the Minneapolis Miracle, that was you know oh, yeah. as high as high as I
2: could be. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I think yeah, and then super low the very next week. So it's good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the story of a Vikings fan. All right, what's the biggest crowd you've ever played in front of? Um.
1: Good question. Probably um,
2: festival. Yeah, probably,
1: right. I was going to say probably it's probably got to be Reading and Leeds um, yeah. with sleeping with sirens. Um, those festivals over in the UK are just so massive. Mm-hmm. And um, so I remember 2016, we got to play there on the main stage at like a pretty decent slot, you know, not too early, obviously not like a headliner, but we were yeah. somewhere in the middle there. So when it starts to fill up probably 30, 40,000 people,
2: I, th- um, I like how you say it when I it imagine. starts to fill up 30, 40,000 people. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Dude, I, was yeah like, I was thinking like
2: I was it's starting to fill up like five, ten thousand, like thirty to forty thousand.
1: Yeah, it's it's so massive there. Like, you know, the stage that we played on the main stage, I think the day we headline or the day that we played the headliner, I believe, was Fallout Boy. Yeah. So okay. when Fallout Boy plays at yeah. nine, nine PM or whatever it was, you know, there's literally somewhere in the ballpark of 60 to a hundred thousand people Ugh, there. That's just, you know, so when we people. play it, when we play at four o'clock, there's, you know, probably 30.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of people. I'm thinking of that, that we were young festival where we're coming up. Um, yeah, I'm sure you've heard about, oh, and yeah. I guess like I was hearing about the capacity for that place in Vegas and it's supposed to be like 80,000. I'm like, that's a lot of people like, <laughs> in, in one yeah. spot. I've been to warp yeah. tour and stuff where there's like 10,000 people, Walk around and that, like, and
1: that's enough, right? Yeah. So yeah. Like, imagine imagine walking around those festival grounds, like I'm not I'm not trying to sound bougie or anything, no, but yeah. dude, going out into the general public at festivals like that is it's kind yeah. of a nightmare. Yeah. So I think I think that's why, especially like in the UK, everyone's just so drunk or mm-hmm. you know, taking something to, <laughs> to deal with being uh out in that, you know, that amount of people for hours on end or days on end even
2: and i think i was kind of scarred by that i don't know if you saw but there's a the woodstock documentary on hbo mm-hmm. um the like the second woodstock and that was in uh uh rome new york where there yeah it's like three hundred thousand people in like a very tightly packed space and i'm like i think that kind of scarred me i'm like that seems like a nightmare and it was a nightmare uh, yeah, for, they for didn't, a- they
1: couldn't even get like clean water and all the no. porter potties were overflowing. It it's terrible. just, that
2: sounds awful. Yeah. All right. So you've played in front of all these people, but what makes you more nervous? Maybe are you more nervous before a big Vikings game or <laughs> playing in front of all these, these 30,000 to 40,000 people?
1: You know, what's kind of ridiculous about that is that it's definitely a Vikings game. <laughs> You know, and that's such like a, like, I think, you know, people like my wife or friends would probably make fun of me Mm -hmm. for being like, why are you so invested in this? You're not on the team, (laughs) but it really is like that. Like I would rather be handed a guitar to go on stage in front of a stadium rather than that stadium being a Vikings game. I'd be more nervous just watching the Vikings (laughs) take the field.
2: All right, so then I probably know your answer to this, which which makes me you more nervous: a Vikings game tying or game winning field goal attempt, or playing in front of you know thirty thousand to forty thousand people.
1: It, it's funny that that was the follow up because I almost said something about field goals <laughs> on the previous question. So yeah, the, the I I haven't been confident about a field goal in twenty years, you know. <laughs> so um, yeah, even like regular season when there's like. Yep. Little implications, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm still like on edge,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Uh, let's see. This year was Craig Joseph down in uh, Arizona, Greg the
1: Leg, yeah. He uh, Thanks for that one. He had he had some some, yeah, the Arizona game, yeah, he had some issues. He turned he turned it around in the back half yeah. of the season, but you yeah. know, as too far late. as Vikings kickers go, yeah. I'll, I'll give him that
2: too little too <laughs> late though, uh, yeah, exactly. All right, I'm gonna give you a little would you rather. So, here's one. So the Vikings win the Super Bowl, but you have to play small clubs for the rest of your life, or (laughs) you're part of a headlining act that sells out an entire stadium tour, just one tour, but the Vikings will never win a Super Bowl. Which would you rather do? No, not even going to
1: think about it. I would rather have the Vikings win the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because especially just one tour, like, I could could take it or leave it. I, I really, like I said, I need one. Not only before I die, before yeah. my father moves on, right. I need to
2: right. experience that with him <laughs> yeah. for sure, yeah, and I kind of like small clubs for like uh music too, like the most fun I've had, I feel like watching a live show is is typically at like a small club like here's a oh yeah, a side note i I told you before we recorded the story of the Year's, uh, my favorite band, and uh they played uh at this venue in rochester new york called water street i don't know if you've uh yeah i've
1: actually played there
2: yeah yeah um so they played there it was like in the middle of winter it was a snowstorm they were supposed to play with amberlynn um, nice but amberlynn had to cancel i don't know if they couldn't make it or like they got stuck or something so story of the year I ended up playing for like an hour like and there was only like 15 of us in the whole venue so it mm-hmm. felt like a private concert yeah. Um. And it was just, it was a blast. And there was like fifteen people there because they, they acted like the whole venue was, because you know, you know them, they go nuts. Yeah. Um. And they act like the whole venue was packed, and it, it was, it was great. I love, I love small shows. I love just going out of the crowd and being all sweaty and stuff. And
1: absolutely. And that's such a perfect band for that because yeah. they so energetic, such a fun show. And you, you know, knowing them as well, I'm sure they were just fucking. Mm-hmm. Drinking a few more beers at night mm-hmm. and just going to have a good time because, you know, at the end of the day, like you said, like, it doesn't matter if there's 15 there, or 1500, you got to act the same way and keep those people around. So I'm sure they, you know, just oh, yeah. had fun with it.
2: And this was like during like the the wake of determination era or whatever. So they were still riding pretty high, like, yeah, well, wow. after their first record. Um And I've only seen I've only seen conditions with you once. I think it was in Buffalo. Uh, I can't remember the name of the venue, but I think did you guys play on the AP tour with like drugs and? Uh, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna guess if it was that tour. Yeah. Yeah, and I I'm pretty sure I sat with you at the bar. Um, obviously, I don't expect you to remember because that was a long time ago. <laughs> uh, but it I, sounds likely though. But yeah, I remember like sitting <laughs> with you at the bar and talking about. I think we talked about the tour of the year. Um, Hell yeah! But, but yeah, just that was the only time I saw you guys. Um, because I was doing stuff, doing some young person, stupid stuff, probably. Yeah, of course. Um, (laughs) that's awesome, but yeah, yeah, I think, and I, I, you know what? I think I got you guys, I got a poster and I got all you guys to sign it. I don't know if I have it still, probably, probably somewhere, somewhere in here, but that's 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 my condition story. Nice. Um, and uh, if, if for listeners, if you hadn't heard, haven't heard of conditions, go listen to them. It's a great band. Uh, they will, actually be contributing to the intro of the new version of this podcast, which will launch next week. So keep an eye, keep an ear out for that, I guess. All right. I'm gonna get Go you ahead. out of here. Super Bowls this weekend. Bengals. Rams. Who you got?
1: Okay, the uh the realistic person in me says I think the Rams will probably pull it out, but I would love to see the Bengals win. As another there's another franchise that's been through plenty and, you know, it's typically, you know, like what, two, three years ago, like they had won like two games yeah. and now, yeah. you know, now they're the Super Bowl. So they're, they're a lovable loser sort of team. I would love to see them uh, go into LA and just, you know, surprise some people. And I mean, you can't not love Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase For sure. from, from LSU yeah. now to Cincinnati. So I hope they pull it out, but um, I, you know, I just hope it's a good game. Is is lame as that is
2: to say. Sure.
1: Uh, I hope it's an entertaining game, and you know it'd be fun if Cincy pulled it out.
2: I think it's a win win for from a Vikings fan point of view because you got Kevin O'Connell on the Rams. Um, yeah, you know if he if they win, it's like okay, we got this Super Bowl winning head coach. Then you look at the Bengals. Uh, if Joe Burrow and, and Jamar Chase come away with a Super Bowl ring, I'm sure Justin Jefferson is going to be even more motivated to to try and totally. try and get that because those are those are his dudes from yeah. LSU, and he's going to be like. I saw them do it and I want that real bad. So I think it's a win-win situation for the Vikings like you. I just want a good game. I've seen a lot of people be like, eh, it doesn't really seem like an exciting matchup. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like the Bengals are fun to watch and, and the and the Rams, like say what you will about Matthew Stafford or whatever, or Aaron Donald. Like they're they're a good team too. I think it's gonna be a good game. Um so Yeah, I yeah. think with the
1: Cincy offense, that young offense like yeah. that compared with LA's got an amazing defense. I think it's going to be a great game. Yeah.
2: And it the game is in LA, which is weird cuz it's like, oh, the Rams have a home field advantage. And it's like, yeah, probably not cuz no one really goes to their
1: Yeah, but do they really? The cuz does anyone in LA even <laughs> care about, you know, yeah, like the like, Chargers are in LA. People forget that, you know. <laughs> yeah, was a,
2: that was a Vikings home game when the, you know, whenever the Vikings go to LA, it's pretty much all purple on the stands there. So um yeah. Yeah, so exactly. It'll be it'll be interesting for sure. And the halftime show will be good. What have you got? Dr. Dre and, uh, M&M. I'm,
1: yeah, I'm looking forward to that yeah. Snoop and Dr. Dre Kendrick Lamar. And yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be sick. I think they're mm. going to put on a hell of a
2: production. We'll see if the NFL, uh, gets too scared after that, this performance or not. Cause, uh, <laughs> I'm sure they might <laughs> do some stuff that they would be like, Oh no. Uh, <laughs> all right, Alex, uh, where can people follow you on Twitter?
1: yeah uh Twitter and Instagram and pretty much every social media. Yeah. my handle is at Alex Mark Howard. Um, follow me for things about music, what I'm doing yeah. with music, and see me tweet about uh, when the Vikings win or lose, you know, yeah. ride my emotional roller
2: coaster. <laughs> yeah. and you you said you're working with jelly roll right now.
1: Yeah, I'm actually upstairs in the studio right now. He's um, working on writing. And kind of demoing out new ideas for a new album that will most likely come out later this year. So just, uh, yeah, just chipping away, trying to get the creative juices flowing and um, just popped over here to hang out with you for a bit.
2: Cool. All right. Uh, make sure you yeah, go follow Alex. Keep an eye out for that Jelly Roll stuff. Uh, make sure to follow The Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. Subscribe to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. But until next time, we will talk to you later.